NYP fam, welcome to another episode. And today's another quick episode. It's a bite-sized snackable episode that we're going to try and do more often because I just, there's so many things that I'm learning and there's so many things that I'm gaining. we got to find a way to get it out to you. And today's episode is a result of a conversation that I had with a host recently. And it was a really enlightening conversation both for him and for me because it made me realize how much work and effort people put into their show. And oftentimes they forget about some of the basics. And so this guy had his show for about a year now, and he was at about 30 to 50 episodes, somewhere in there, but he wasn't really brand new and wasn't really, you know, into it for for years and years and years. So he was kind of in that middle period. And what he was really challenged with was getting outside of his current network. He was finding that a lot of his listeners were the same listeners. He wasn't really growing and similar things were happening on social media. He wasn't getting any traction on social media. He wasn't getting any new followers. His posts were kind of falling on deaf ears. And so he was struggling at what to do in order to actually bump his downloads and his listens. And when we're having a conversation, one of the first things I asked him was, who's your ideal listener? And his answer was anyone between 18 and 35 years old who wants to make a positive difference in the world, who wants to change the world. And I said, well, that's that's fantastic, right? There are some really good things there. And he said a little bit more because it was a humanitarian podcast. It was focused on sustainability and focused on climate change and preserving natural resources and all of these things that are really important. So there were some good things there. But what I realized is that the other side of his ideal listener was too broad. And so I asked him, I said, can you think of anything really that an 18-year-old and a 35-year-old both enjoy, regardless of what gender or where they're from or nationality? And I just threw it back to him. And so I'll ask you, can you think of something that both an 18 and a 35-year-old enjoy? I mean, if you think about it, even the apps that those people hang out on, even the websites that they visit, the clothes that they wear, the music that they listen to, everything is pretty different from those people. I mean, you're talking about someone who was born in 1985 and someone who was born in 2002. And so that's a really wide range of people. And the problem with that is that it's really hard to make anything that can appeal to both of those types of people. And so after asking him some more questions, what we really realized was that his ideal listener probably wasn't people who were 18 because those people were because those people don't have a ton of independence quite yet. They don't have the resources, the mobility to actually go out and make some of these changes or pick up and move and live some of these places that you need to live in order to do some of these things that, you know, these people who live this lifestyle do. They go and they travel to these, you know, third world areas or these, you know, travel to these natural disaster spots and, or they travel to these areas that need help. And so, not not necessarily people who are 18 can do that. And on the other side, not necessarily people who are 35 can do that either because those people are, tend to be a little more locked into their careers or their families or their lives that are a little more established. And so this person, he was talking to people who weren't in their teens and weren't in their 30s. They were probably in their mid-20s, people who could actually pick up their life if they wanted to and go move and go spend their time on a project that they're passionate about. And so as we were having this conversation, I was having a ton of epiphanies because I was realizing that a lot of shows are being too broad with their listeners. And he's also realizing that he's being too broad with his listeners as well. All of a sudden, he realized that his show was now actually for someone who was in their mid-20s, who was into these humanitarian projects, these eco-humanitarian projects. 
and also someone who was fun and liked to travel. And so now he had these more concrete things that he knew about his listener that he could start to utilize and implement into his show. And so what I want to do is I want to help give you guys a framework for creating your ideal listener. I want to give you just some things to think about, about how can you think about your ideal listener outside of even just how old they are, where they live, what are their genders, you know, and give you some really, some really maybe outside the box, maybe inside the box stuff to think about. But I know that if, if this particular host was going through this, then I know that there are other hosts that are going through the same thing as well. Hopefully this doesn't take too long. This is, but hopefully this doesn't take too long. This is supposed to be a short, but I'm just going to give you guys um, really some some quick thoughts to think about. And then if you guys want us to go deeper and want us to really dive deep into these, we can we can spend some more time on them in a follow up episode. Okay, so let's dive into it, and we can think about crafting your ideal listener. And so just to hit them all, we're going to cover creating a a persona for your listener. We're going to talk about the demographics and the interests for your listener. We're going to talk about some key motivations for your listeners, some frustrations and fears, and then also their wants and aspirations. And if you think about it, you can picture your show as like that, one of those mystery boxes that they used to have, right? If you input this, out comes this. And so if you think about it like that way, if you input your listener in their current state, in their before state, how are they going to come out afterwards? What are you, what is your show going to do? How is your show going to transform them? If you can think about that ahead of time, well, all of a sudden, now you can be more intentional with your show uh, as well. Okay, so point number one is your persona. And the reason that we call it a, a persona is it's really important to be simple and to be clear. And so as I was doing this for myself, I thought about this podcast is for professional podcasters. That's, that's who we're for. We're not just for podcasters, and that's because there are a lot of podcasters who aren't really interested in their growth. They're not really interested in doing things differently outside of how they would already do it. And that's okay because podcasting can be an art, it can be a hobby, it can be a passion project. And, and I used to hear people who say they're not interested in, in growing their podcast, and I thought that it was a excuse or a cop-out, but I also realized that it's, it's really just their hobby. You know, if someone were to ask me if I was really interested in, in improving my golf game... I'd be like, uh, maybe, like not, not like, yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds really great. But I don't know how much I'd spend money on it right now. And I don't know much how much time I actually have to give to that right now. It's something on my to-do list. It's something that would be ideal if I had my druthers. And I see that as something for some podcasters too. And if that's you, well, I appreciate you listening, but you're usually in the other boat, at least if you've gotten this far in the episode, you want to see your your show improve. You want to see the numbers go up. You want to see growth. You want to see more engagement. You want more listeners. You want a bigger impact. I mean, all of those things is the reason that I'd imagine that you're listening. And so getting really clear on your ideal listener, having that persona, right? We are for professional podcasters. That's who we are, right? In, in a simple form. Now, I mentioned a lot of those other things, and that's what we're going to get into next, some of the interests, some of their their motivations. But if you can just be really simple with it, now when someone exp when you're explaining it to somebody, now it can be a lot more clear. Because now we can say, well, this show is, we help professional podcasters grow their show. That's, that's what we do. Okay, now, now that's really simple. That, that makes sense. I can understand it. I can digest it. And I also know that it, whether or not the show is for me and whether or not the show is not. And that's really important for people to be able to understand is that you want to be pushing away listeners just as much as you're attracting them. 
And that is something I don't know that has sunk in for a lot of people because they're used to a, a kind of a spray and pray or a wide net mentality when really you need to have these filters because what filters do is they help people to identify themselves. People are looking to be a part of something. And so they have to know that you're like them. And the only way they can do that is through your branding, your messaging, all the stuff that you put out there. So once we've got a clear idea of who, who we're targeting, now we can start to get even clearer about some of their, what we would call demographics, or even what we might call psychographics. You can think about some of the things that they would put on a form, right? How old they are, where they live, their gender, their occupation. All of those things are important because it may help to identify them when you're, when you're marketing to them. It may help to have messaging or words that they identify with. But then if you take it one step deeper, the other side of the think about is what are their psychographics? What are they interested in? What other shows do they watch? What other podcasts do they listen to? What other influencers or experts or celebrities do they follow? Who are the people or the entities or the businesses or the brands that they're already identifying with? And how can you leverage that information to create a show that's more appealing? So all of these things are really helpful in knowing who your ideal listener is. The next thing is their motivations, right? What do they want? What are they wanting out of the show? What are they wanting out of their life, out of their career, out of their relationships, out of their health? Whatever your show is based around, what are they, what are they wanting? And get really clear about that because it's not always what's obvious. A lot of times there is an external thing that they're chasing, like some sort of award or some sort of some sort of ideal weight or body fat percentage or an income number or a net worth or something like that. But oftentimes there's something there underneath that that they're really going after. And that's often internal. And so if you can start to speak to that as well, well, now you're starting to speak to their subconscious and you're starting to speak to things that they don't even know why they're appealed to you, but they are. And and so thinking about some of their motivations can really help to inform your episode titles. It can inform your cover art. It can inform, hell, even it can inform your show name. All that to say that knowing your listener's motivation is just going to make it that much easier for, once again, for you to create a show that's going to appeal to them. And so the last section is not thinking about what they want, but also thinking about what do they not want. If the motivations are what they're running towards and what they're going towards, well, you've also got to know what they're running away from. You've got to also know what their fears are and what they're afraid of, what that negative motivation is coming from, not to misuse or abuse it, but so that you are aware and so that you are compassionate and so that you are understanding and relatable. Because if you can understand what they're going through, chances are you probably went through it as well. But by expressing that, it helps that relatability. Podcasting has this really unique thing where I'm sitting here in my room talking at least right now to myself but hopefully you're listening to this and you might be listening to this while you're driving or while you're on your run or exercising or while you're cleaning the house and so we've got to in advance think about our listeners who are real people sometimes it's hard because podcasters all we see is just a download and we don't even know who that download came from we have no idea sometimes we see a country and that's it but if you can really start to be human in your episodes and to bring that humanity intentionally into your episodes, you're going to start to resonate with more people. And so once again, 
all this to say that your show should do something to your listener. There should be something that happens where they come away from it thinking or feeling or knowing something, right? Maybe you want to educate them. Maybe you want to entertain them. Maybe you want to inspire them. Ideally, I mean, for me, I'm not very funny, but if you can come away educated and inspired, man, that would be, I'm just thinking about it. It gives me goosebumps, right? Like if you can come away feeling that you have more knowledge, that you have a greater confidence to go out and grow a show, to build a platform, to go out there and make an impact, to create a living, all these things that we want to do as a podcaster. I mean, if you could do, if you could feel more confident in doing that after this show, oh Jesus. I mean, that's, that's what it's about, at least for me. So what is it for you? What is it that you are trying to give to your listeners? Think about that. And if you can start the process, if you can start your production process with that in mind, oh man, it's going to create such a different product. It's going to create such a different experience for you and for your listener. I, just even for me, reminding myself about that right now, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. It, I mean, I'm getting a different energy. You can probably hear it in the recording. I'm trying to be quiet because my daughter's asleep in the other room, but this stuff is so important to creating a better show. And that's how you grow a show is to create a better one. You know, I put out a tweet the other day that seemed to resonate with people. And it said, step one in growing a podcast is getting people to notice you. Just getting them to try you out. I mean, it's a lot to try out a podcast. You, I mean, it's a big commitment. It's not even like clicking on a YouTube video is one thing. Listening to a podcast is a whole different level of commitment. Even that is tough. And so that's step one. But step two is getting them to stick around because once they've committed, they've got to recommit that commitment each time. And you've got to earn that commitment each time. And, and I think that when you approach the process with that understanding, it just creates a better show. And so I thought this was going to be short. Maybe this was. Maybe we'll cut out a lot of stuff in editing, but chances are I rambled way too long. But hopefully you come away from this feeling a little more confident, a little more informed, and, and maybe just a little bit more inspired to go out there and to create a better show for yourself and for your listeners. Thank you, as always, for sticking around, being a part of the MYP fam. It really is a, um, I just appreciate it more than you know. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next episode of the MYP show. Thanks for listening to this Toolbox episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. We know there are plenty of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're excited that you decided to join us today. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other Toolbox episodes and find ones that are most relevant to your show. If you have any requests for future shows, come and find me on LinkedIn. That's Hector, H-E-C-T-O-R, Santi Esteban, S-A-N-T-I-E-S-T-E-B-A-N, and connect with me there. And of course, if you enjoyed the show today or any of our other episodes, we'd be forever grateful if you decided to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast provider. We hope you're having an amazing day, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show.